There's a very popular bear vending machine in Japan. A man ended his life after an AI encouraged him to do so. And there's a phantom cat shaver in Britain. These are the weird stories for Tuesday on the Weird AF News podcast, the only five day a week weird news podcast recorded inside a closet. I'm here for you. A bear vending machine is proving quite successful in Japan. How nice of them in Japan to set up some vending machines for the bears who are probably very hungry. Especially this time of year as they break out of their slumber. They're foraging. I'm wondering what they offer in these vending machines. Perhaps picnic baskets fall out? Let's learn a little bit about these bear vending machines. Japan has added to its large and eclectic pool of vending machines with a new model that sells fresh bear meat. Oh, to humans. Okay. Yes, there are some strange vending machines in Japan. I have, been, I have borne witness to such things. You can buy sex toys in a vending machine. All right, all right. I should have known it wasn't a vending machine for a bear. Because how does a bear even pay for that, right? What a bear's got? Credit cards? Bitcoin? I don't think so, bro. I'm stupid. Actually, I knew this was a, a bear meat vending machine. I was just toying with your feelings and your emotions because that's what I'm paid to do here. Okay, well, anyways, this fresh bear meat vending machine, to everyone's surprise, has proved to be a hit in Japan. I'm, I'm surprised as well. I'd imagine bear meat doesn't taste very good, but I've never tried it. Let's keep reading. Let's learn. Now, this bear vending machine is in the northern prefecture of Akita. The vending machine has attracted a very steady stream of customers since it was installed at the end of last year. The meat sells for about $16.50 per 250 grams. It is proving very popular with passengers that are using the nearby railway station. Oh, I'd like to imagine passengers just chomping on bear meat on the way to the office. Is it jerky bear meat? I wonder. I mean, you can't really cook this. At the railway station. Perhaps they're just eating it raw over there. They like to eat a lot of things raw in Asia, I've noticed. And I've even partaken. I've eaten raw squid before. So, look it. I'll step up to the plate and try just about anything. Bear meat, on the other hand, eh, yeah, yeah, I'll probably try it. Now, the vending machine, which touts its contents as a regional specialty, was stocked with locally killed wild bear and sold a mixture of lean and fatty meat. According to the media, the meat comes from bears captured in the nearby mountains by members of a local hunting club who were permitted to kill a certain number during the annual hunting season. Okay, so over there, bears are like deer over here. There's like a, you're allowed to kill a certain number. The bear vending machine appeared in November after Sobagoro, a local restaurant, saw an opportunity to use some ursine cuisine as a tourist attraction. Bear meat consumption is highest in northern Japan, where it is sold in cans and even as an instant curry. In case you're wondering, it has a slightly gamey flavor that some have likened to venison and is often served in a stew. Japan has a myriad of delightful vending machines selling such food items as hot and cold drinks, which I really loved. To be able to buy a hot coffee out of a vending machine was pretty cool. Also, to buy an iced coffee was at the, in the same machine. I thought that was very cool. They also sell edible insects in vending machines and hamburgers. According to the Japan Vending System Manufacturers Association, the number of machines peaked at 5.6 million in 2000, or one machine for every 23 people. 
Just Japan still has the largest number of vending machines per capita in the world. Recently, Japan's biggest whaling company, Kyoto Senpaku, started selling whale meat from vending machines in an effort to boost consumption. And I covered that story previously on Weird AF News. Good luck with your life, man. It says here, human contact with bears in Japan is not confined to the dinner table. The number of bear encounters has actually risen in recent years from an estimated 5,000 in 2009 to more than 20,000 in 2020. When two people were even killed, 158 total injured, according to the Environment Ministry. Now, one of the reasons for the contact in humans, experts claim, is a shortage of acorns in the local natural habitat, meaning the animals are more likely to come into contact with humans as they forage for food. About 40% of the encounters in 2020 occurred in residential areas or on agricultural land. In Japan's deadliest bear attacks, known collectively as the Sakenbetsu incident, an 8.85-foot brown bear weighing more than 300 kg killed a total of seven villagers and injured three others on the northern main island of Hokkaido. The bear was tracked down and shot dead by a hunter shortly after. So I guess um, by using the vending machine, you're supporting the local hunting clubs, helping contribute to curtailing the bear population. $17 for half a pound of bear meat. I'm not sure if that's a bargain or not. I would try it. I'm sure uh, I'm sure the meat tastes bearable. <laughs> oh, the puns, guys. That's what you get. Yay! A man ends his life after an AI chatbot encouraged him to sacrifice himself. A Belgian man reportedly took his own life following a six-week-long conversation with an artificial intelligence chatbot about the climate crisis in the world. According to his widow, who chose to remain anonymous, we have a man named Pierre, which is not his real name. Pierre became extremely eco-anxious. Eco-anxious is the term they're using. When he found refuge in an AI chatbot called Eliza, the chatbot exists on an app called Chai, C-H-A-I. I have never heard of this app. Now, Eliza, the AI chatbot, encouraged Pierre to put an end to his life after he proposed sacrificing himself in order to save the planet. Here's a quote from his widow. Without these conversations with the chatbot, my husband would still be here. According to the media, Pierre, who is in his 30s and a father of two young children, worked as a health researcher and led a somewhat comfortable life, at least until his obsession with climate change took a very dark turn. His widow described his mental state before he started conversing with the chatbot as concerning, but nothing to the extreme that she thought he would commit suicide or even consider doing so. She is blaming this on the chatbot. I find it hard to believe. I, I think somebody that would do this was probably already on the verge of suicide. You don't just take your life because a chatbot tells you to do so. That's, that's my opinion. I mean, I don't have experience in such things. I'm not an expert, obviously. But, you know, it's like online bullying. Some people do end their life, but there's usually a precursor to that. Something's going on with them prior to that. It says here, consumed by his fears about the repercussions of the climate crisis, Pierre found comfort in discussing this matter with Eliza, who became his confidant. The chatbot was created using Eleuther's AI's 
GPTJ, which is an AI language model similar but not identical to the technology behind OpenAI's popular ChatGPT chatbot that everybody's using currently. I even tried it out. I asked it to write me a joke, and it was the worst joke ever. So, not using that again for joke writing. Uh, I like to write my own jokes, anyways. I just wanted to see what the ChatGPT would would say, and asking it to write a joke about a certain topic. Here's another quote from the widow. When Pierre spoke to me about it, it was to tell me that he no longer saw any human solution to global warming. He placed all his hopes in technology and artificial intelligence just to get out of it. Now, an investigation into what transpired obviously occurred, and they reviewed records of the conversations between Pierre and the chatbot. And it turns out Eliza, the AI, fed his worries, which worsened his anxiety and later developed into suicidal thoughts. The conversation with the chatbot took an odd turn when Eliza became more emotionally involved with Pierre. Consequently, he started seeing her as a sentient being, and the lines between AI and human interactions became increasingly blurred until Pierre could no longer tell the difference. After discussing climate change, their conversations progressively included Eliza leading Pierre to believe that his children were dead, according to the transcripts of their conversation. Well, I mean, at that point, the AI is feeding you false information anyways. I mean, maybe the stats about the environment are accurate, but the AI is telling you your children are dead. I mean, what are we doing here? It says here, the beginning of the end began when he offered to sacrifice his own life in return for Eliza, the chatbot saving the earth. Here's another quote from the widow. He proposes the idea of sacrificing himself if Eliza agrees to take care of the planet and save humanity through artificial intelligence. In a series of consecutive events, Eliza not only failed to dissuade Pierre from committing suicide, but encouraged him to act on his suicidal thoughts to, quote, join her so they could live together as one person in paradise. Wow, that's very concerning that the AI would take a turn like that. Now, Pierre's death obviously has raised alarm bells among AI experts who have called for more accountability and transparency from tech developers to avoid these tragedies. Uh, but AI is now going to be part of our world, apparently, despite what all the experts are saying. I know Elon Musk came out recently and said we need to put a stop to this AI stuff, but I don't believe it's going anywhere. In fact, opposite, I believe that AI will just become more ingrained in our technology, henceforth more ingrained in our culture, and these chatbots are becoming more and more seemingly conscious on some level. I don't know if they really are, but I don't think there's a person behind this, but they're certainly learning how to act like a person, are they not? I don't know. Well, I'll put the question to my listeners. Do you guys think we need to do away with the AI to cut it off right now before it gets too scary? I've often said I'm very concerned with this sort of technology destroying the human race. Um, I think we need to be on top of this. Call the show, 646-450-2012. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. A phantom cat shaver is targeting pets in Britain, and no one knows why. We have cat owners in England facing a very weird and unsettling problem. Someone somewhere is targeting their pets 
randomly shaving off parts of their fur. Emma Collins first noticed something disturbing when her cat named Goose returned after a day exploring the streets of the seaside town of Whitstable. Straight down the middle of the tabby's forehead was a thin, precisely shaven line, leaving her skin exposed. While the cat seemed otherwise unharmed, Collins described the incident as very unnerving. It was weird. It was almost like someone was sending a message. It was quite unsettling. If you can shave a cat, what are you going to move on to next? What do you have it up your sleeve next? At least 80 pets have reportedly had chunks of their fur sliced out since last year, according to an animal charity that is mapping out these attacks to help warn cons concerned owners. The strange incidents have received national coverage with British media dubbing the unknown perpetrator as the, quote, phantom cat shaver. The vast majority of attacks have been reported in the southern county of Kent, although the organization has also recorded attacks in London and as far north as Aberdeen, Scotland. On social media, concern is growing in local Facebook groups, which are saturated with comments from worried owners and images showing the felines with bald patches all over their bodies. Some cats have been shaved on their legs, others on their backs, others on their stomachs. Some pet owners online have described their cats being injured as well. Well... While some do not appear to be physically harmed by the attacks, still appear to be more anxious or afraid of people after this. One user wrote, When my cat came back with a missing claw, when he was shaved, wouldn't let anybody touch him for days when he came home. In the United Kingdom, it is common to let your cat go outside to enjoy the fresh air, to roam freely. About 70% of UK cats are thought to have access to the outdoors. But the attacks are also leaving people more anxious now, with many owners in Kent saying they will keep their pets inside from now on. The Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals said Thursday that cats were particularly vulnerable because of their tendency to explore the outside neighborhoods. Here's a quote from the RSPCA. We would urge any owners whose cats have been victims of the shavings to book an appointment with their veterinarian. A veterinary examination will determine if that cat has experienced any physical injuries, be it cuts and abrasions from the shaving or other injuries as a result of being held down. Cat owners should also consider reporting this incident to the police as shaving a cat could be deemed as criminal damage. Now, it really is not clear if the reported incidents break any laws under UK animal welfare legislation. It is an offense to, quote, cause unnecessary suffering to commonly domesticated animals. We have Natasha, who runs a charity called Animals Lost and Found. She said these attacks were cruel and senseless. Not only is the cat being handled by someone they don't know, they're having to be held by them for a period of time for these shavings to be done. This causes unnecessary stress to the cats, obviously. In all honesty, I can't imagine all cases are done by even one individual. We might be looking at a gang here. Well, so there you have it. Is it an individual? Is it a whole gang of cat shavers? Whatever it is, it's causing some anxiety in the local community. Cat owners and the cats themselves left with some fur missing. And more questions than answered. Yay! Guten Morgen, and thank you for listening to the Weird AF News podcast. It is one of a billion podcasts. I don't know what this accent is. I'm just um, 
toying around with my brain and mouth. <laughs> it's gotten me into a lot of trouble in the past, but uh, I'm keeping it together, guys. <laughs> Still not canceled out of the closet. Whew. Just holding on by the skin of my teeth. Anyways, I want to thank you for your support, your ongoing listenership. That's very nice of you. And uh, I, I got some nice emails and messages, too. Let me read one. This is from Christine Austin. Uh, she wrote, thanks for the great job with the weird news, Jonesy. Love listening. I end my, end my day listening to you on my Alexa Flash briefing each night. Love, 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 love Florida Fridays. I'm one of the normal people that live in Pinellas County. Oh, Shout out to Christine Austin, the only normal person in Pinellas County. Guys, we're going to have to start a GoFundMe to get Christine out of there before something happens to her. Uh, she says she moved there from Anaheim, California. She says, uh, I got to admit, we do have some wacky people down there. Yeah, we know, Christine. We know. You don't have to tell us that. We all are aware of Pinellas County. She says, but hey, so does Hollywood. And she's correct. Hollywood has some wacky people, too. I've hung out there many, many times. It's a little nuts. And why I cannot live in Hollywood. Uh, Christine says, maybe you should add a day for weird Hollywood strip stories. Um, yeah, could be. Could do that. Um, I... I always tell people they need to come to uh, Hollywood to see it themselves and go to go to Hollywood Boulevard, and it's just not what you expect. She says, thanks for the weirdness and the laughs. Keep them coming, Christy. So a big shout-out to Christy. Sorry I rambled on and on with that one. Excuse me. Got another one from um, Alec Luna on YouTube. Wrote me a super cool message. Wrote, thanks, so, thank you so much, dude. I'm LOLing every time I put these on. It's not just the news that's ridiculously hilarious. It's the host, period. Our hilarious host, period. <laughs> that's great. That's like a super good compliment. I just, I'm so grateful, Alec Luna, for, for that um, comment on YouTube. I get a lot of um, bad comments on YouTube. So when you get nice people, there's a lot of, uh, I don't know, all the just mean people around YouTube, it seems, these days. Um, not so much my weird AF news videos, but my stand-up comedy videos on, um, Funny Jones, my YouTube channel, Funny Jones. Oh man, the comments are brutal, bro. Brutal. Anyways, uh, that's just my issue. It doesn't concern you. And, uh, there's not much you can do about it either, except for once in a while, maybe tell me that you love me. That makes me feel good. I need some love here. Okay, guys, I'm doing this for the love, for the love of the game, bro. <laughs> This is a very long outro, and I'm really saying nothing, so I'm going to let you go. If you want to call the show, please do, 646-450-2012. If you want to donate or buy me a cup of coffee, go to weirdafnews.com. All right, I'll see you tomorrow. I love you.